You know, some of us are very, will I say, baffled. You know, few people are distraught. You know, um, yeah. It just it it just shows you, uh, or rather, it just goes to show that um, life can be. You can be up there one moment, and then the next moment you are no longer there. So yeah, um, I believe um, one of the or rather, is that what we should start with? You know, okay, first of all, um, Cheko on pole. You know, I um I believe that was a a very good lap from um um Cheko, you know. And then um I don't know, today or rather this qualifying is just funny for uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. It just seems that um the second drivers um seem to be performing better than um than um the first um first um drivers um yeah so um you see uh max um finishing in p4 and then um Checo getting pole and then uh you also have george i believe p5 and then um lewis in um p16 which we um get into in a minute you know um in, I believe in general a lot has gone on this weekend um with uh, the explosions in um Jeddah, which um thankfully none has um occurred today. 
you know. So um yeah, so all these are things we'll look into. Also we'll be also be um talking about Mick Schumacher, you know, um who had that horrible crash, you know, and then as well as the reliability issues um Honda seem to be facing um at the moment. But um first of all let's just um start with Checo, you know, who who achieved um pole, you know, um I believe I believe um Checo all weekend has been um well, I say he has been dead but he has just been a bit quiet, you know. And then all of a sudden he just brings this brings this um this um very fantastic lap out of nowhere, you know, which is uh great to see, you know, great to see that um some the dynamics in Red Bull as well is changing, you know, and then um looking at some of the looking at some of the members of Red Bull, some of them don't look happy that Checo is on pole, you know, but I guess everyone has their favorite at the end of the day. So um yeah. So um, I'll first um guys if you would like to um first of all let's um start with um Checo being on pole. So if you like to um speak on that and then um, gradually we'll move into um or rather we'll start with um the whole the Q qualifying and um the highlights of um Q two and then gradually we'll move into um the events of um qualifying, you know. So yeah. Um so guys um if you would like to um speak please just um raise your hands and then I uh, will go from there. Thank you. Um but I believe um AFC AFC Papi was has been here. So um AFC um if you would like to um speak and then um others who would like to speak can go can um raise up your hands please. Thank you. Um hi guys. Hi. Um, I I first of all want to say that this this season is going to be really different. Um, the drivers, the, I don't think there's any sure. People keep talking about Leclerc and uh, Verstappen and forgetting that Sainz isn't isn't coming to play this season. If he has a car that. I mean, he was still complaining about the car last week, but he made P2. So, Sainz isn't playing. Perez has shown today that he's not playing as well. So, I think over the races, there's going to be a lot of changes to the dynamics. Russell has shown too that if you give him a good car, he's going to do something. So, I'm really happy for Checo, though. I mean, first in his career 200 and something races that's amazing do you know <laughs> having to wait this long to be in a car that can take pole is something i don't know many drivers will be able to handle but happy for him though and i guess it's only up from here thank you very much uh afc thank you um who would like to go? okay um yami because um, you're up here, so... Okay, no problem. Sorry, uh, I'm driving, so I couldn't raise up my hand. But yeah, uh, first of all, I think um, like I'm really, really happy for, for Sergio. Like, amazing job he's done. Uh, I'm like, I mean, obviously, I'm not... People think uh, I, I'm not a Red Bull fan, 
I'm not like I don't I could really care less to be honest. I'm just not in my first step and best up and guy. The guy is just a, it's too much of a thing for me to support him. But I appreciate his talent, but that's it, man. So I'm really happy for for, for Sergio. Uh great driver. I think these new rules and the way the cars are currently generating downforce, right? My playing to a driver like Sergio's like hands. I think what we're seeing this year is that you know the at least um, Verstappen will still be faster, expected to be faster over the long um, the, the course of the season. But I think you know the gap has definitely closed between Sergio and Max and Pipe. And we can just see that today. So I expect this to be more of an occurrence this year, where you know if Max is having issues trying to warm up his tires and everything, Sergio will just be there to pick up, which is good for it for the Red Bull team, because then they can maximize maximize points. Uh, that was a fantastic lap from Leclerc, but you know, Perez just did him, <laughs> just did the one up on it. But that was an amazing lap. I don't think Sainz had an answer to that. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for Sainz to come close to Leclerc this season because he's just, you know, he's that kind of Hamilton-esque driver that they just bring out one lap from nowhere, man. You know, and there's nothing you can do. Like, no matter how hard you try, Q3, he can be behind you all, all P1, P2, P3, Q1, Q2, Q3, boom. The guy delivers a fantastic lap, and you know, so Carlos will be. I don't think he's going to take it well, but I mean, it's a good starting point for them. The Ferraris are bloody quick. I'm happy to see that they are at here. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, if we're doing top three, yeah, I think that's 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 you know, that's it for me. But I'll leave my comments for Mercedes um, at a later time. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much, Yemi, and uh, sorry about that. I know you're driving. Um, Abdul Latif, please. Okay. Um, okay, maybe Abdul is not here at the moment. Um, Shemilori, please. Shemilori, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, good evening, guys. Good evening. Yeah, um, so, I mean, that was a very um, interesting qualifying to see. Um, happy to see um, Checo Perez after such a long time um, starting on pole. That was a very, very fantastic lap. Very happy for him. Um, not really sure what was going on with Max, but um, he couldn't manage to uh, pull out uh, a very good lap in the end. Um, happy to see the Ferraris once again dominating. You know, um, it's been interesting to see if um, Checo can hold them off if at the start of the race tomorrow night. Um, that that'd be a very interesting battle to see. Um, yeah, so um, excited um, about the race start tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mas, um, Mas, um, would you like to um, go next, please? Yo, yeah. Uh... Honestly, I'm yeah, I'm just very happy for Checo because yeah, I'm just anything that can rattle Red Bull's dynamic is very good, and uh, I feel like Checo Checo is a very is, is a is an amazing driver. He just he just haven't had that confidence, maybe because he hasn't been in a very good car before. So now that he is, uh, like you can see these little little things, he's getting there. Like even last race before his. He's thin. I think he he dropped at the at the beginning and he came back up because he has that confidence now. And uh, small small, ever I think the first person that talked said that like over the over the races, he'll get more confidence. And 
that we, we won't like Max is gonna be rattled. I, I feel like Max is gonna be rattled. Like even from last season, you could see that sometimes Checo wants to, but uh, he knows that our orgasm is here. It's like you know when you work in a firm and you know that our orgasm is here. Maybe you know more, but you can't you can't try and fool. So yeah, I'm very happy for him. Small, small, you get that confidence. Small, small, you get there. I'm just um yeah, that's it. I mean uh regarding and same thing really for science, same thing really for science. He's he's really, really, really getting there. He obviously he didn't he couldn't keep that second space, but uh you could see that he he's just it's all about confidence, right? The more you're confident, the more consistent you're gonna be because you know that uh, you have that confidence. So it's all about putting in these laps. So I'm just I'm I'm just very happy for Checo really. That's it. Is um, let's see how it goes tomorrow. Uh, I really want to see Max rattled, but yeah, that's it. Really. Thank you very much, um, Max. Um, can we have um, Junior? Then um, um, yeah, Junior Imade. Then um, Joey, please in that order. Okay. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Yeah, so just a, just some qualifying out there. But I was like, I don't know what's wrong with Hamilton. I don't, I just don't know what what went wrong with him. Like Junior, um, um, Junior, Junior, Hamilton in a bit. We just want to um celebrate Chaco a bit, you know, before. Oh, okay, we... yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I was very amazed to see him during that last sector. So called, during the whole. Free practice three and the qualifying so was who would get the last sector right, the sector three. It was just between Red Bull and Ferrari, and Checo proved that he got that sector right on point to get the pole. And I was really happy for him. He's made him pole in F1. That's in 11 years or so. Yeah, that's very good of him. Like, I'm really proud of him. But let's see how it goes tomorrow. Because race is a different thing altogether, call is also a different thing altogether. So, thank you. I'm done. Thank you very much. Um, can we have um, Imadi, please? Then, Joey, before we move on to um, the next topic, please. Uh, I really don't have much to say about um, Red Bull and um, Checo, but it was amazing. But personally, I still think the Ferrari is faster, but probably Checo just hooked up a spectacular lap and he deserves the pole because he did great work. That's just all I have on Checo. I really don't have anything much on Checo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Joey, please. Yeah. Uh, good evening. Yeah. Um. Well, first, I I like to say, um, um, it's it's all good news that make make us it safe and sound. And but also great, great, great um, lap from Checo. Uh, hasn't been the best of what how do I even say it? We haven't seen Checo Checo um in Red Bull just be a supporting driver, but he has he has showed us now. But I don't know about tomorrow. He's the king of time management, yes. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes with with the pace Ferrari has. So that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Um Abdul Latif, please. Oh hi, good evening, guys. So, um, firstly, we're happy that we're happy that uh, Mick is fine, and um, I don't think he can race tomorrow. Even Gunther said the car is not there. 
but we hope to see him um, racing in Melbourne. And um, I'm actually ecstatic for um, Checo's pole position. I mean, this man has been in F1 for over 10 years, no pole position, 215 races, and this is his first pole. So I'm very, very happy for him. And just just to correct something, um, the Red Bull garage, they were, were happy for Checo. There was no deep part of the garage you saw that was not really cheering like crazy was Max's side. And then um, I just finished watching Christian Horner in an interview. He couldn't stop smiling. And he actually said the same thing that, yeah, it was the pole position was very good. Checo's side of the garage have been supportive and all that, but this would actually lift them. And yeah, we're all happy for Checo. And then one thing that's very interesting is, or is that it's giving me more joy is that the car can actually have that kind of performance because the Ferrari guys are real, real quick. The Ferrari power unit and the whole package is real, real quick. But um, if Red Bull have this kind of thing in it and with further development, yeah, um, the constructors and even the drivers' championship is going to be, is going to go down to the wire again. And then having Max on the second row is not is not at least the worst thing in the world. We saw some people call it going out in Q1, but um, we won't dwell too much on that. Anyway, let me not take too much time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Um, Akam, I don't know if you want to speak on um, this topic before we move on. Oh, yeah. Um, good evening, guys. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, congratulations to Checo. Like, he really pulled that one out of nowhere, like, because uh, all through the practice and the qualifying session, um, Ferrari was pretty dominant. But I guess, um, you know, um, the Red Bulls are like faster on the straight line. So, and I think that sector, so that second sector was really, uh, was where Red Bull actually like pulled a fast one on Ferrari. So, um, and if you looked at um, Checo's time, you know, he just, he just had to improve his um, first sector because they were actually really having issues. They were struggling with the first sector. So he improved on his first sector and the second sector, he like bought it like really, really well. So, and, then the last, the final sector also, he just had to like improve what, what he has been doing. So, and that's just giving like an edge over the Ferraris. So, it was a good one from from Red Bull. It was quite unexpected. Like I was, I was really, I was so sure about a Ferrari one too. Like, but then I just saw Checo pop his second sector, and I was like, wow, I think this is happening. So. Yeah, it was a good one for him, and I'm really happy for him. Like finally having to, you know, beat Max to a qualifying session. You know, I don't think he has really done much of that. So, and it's really good for him. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um. So, guys, we'll just be moving on to um the next topic, which is um with Hamilton um out of. Q1, you know. So, um, from the look of things, you know, it seems like is a, um, well, I say is a car-related issue, you know, but, um, how do you, like, how do you, um, how, how do you guys see this for Lewis, you know, having not been, obviously, I know that, um, in, um, what do you call it, in, um, what um what do you call it? Brazil? He started from the back of the grid, but like that was that was like a different scenario due to um penalties and all what's not, you know. But like, how how do you think this is going to affect the team 
psychologically and um Lewis as because this is a big dent to Mercedes, you know, if they're not able to get this right, you know, and then it doesn't look like it's something that they're going to um get right by tomorrow, you know. So um like what do you guys think? And um yeah, if you just like to um Okay, uh I'll say uh Mas Yami then um Shemilore please in that order. Yeah, now nah, that that uh that Lewis thing, right? Yeah, I personally think they are, they are just they are still testing stuff regarding the car. They say, I think he even he even said it at the end, he was like, Yeah, they tried something and they tried something else with Judge Russell's car and Russell's worked and he's didn't and he might start tomorrow at the back of the grid because they will tweak the car. I feel like they're still wasting the few first races to learn about the car. They're still I mean, me and it's Lewis Hamilton. If he did, if he didn't do it, like if he's there, that means no one could have put it at a better state with this car. Like it's, it's Lewis Hamilton. I don't think it's gonna affect that much of his of his um, of his um, confidence. Really, I think he because the way they've been speaking about it is literally oh, we're still learning about the car, we're trying different things with the car. I feel like they're just still learning. They're literally just learning about the car. They're just going to waste a few races, learn about the car, do these little things. And I don't think it's going to affect their, their, their confidence that much. Like, it's, it's literally Mercedes. They won eight times. They've won eight championships in a row. They can do it. They know they can do it. Like, they're just, it's all about unlocking that potential. And I feel like that's literally what they're doing. They'll waste that many that many races and then they'll just come back stronger. It is what it is like. And I, I don't feel like it's gonna it's gonna affect him to a point where he's gonna be down. Like it's, it's Lewis. Is 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 like the best Lewis we've seen is in the face of adversity. And yeah, he's always been like that. And that's just the way it's gonna be as well. That's what I think. Thank you very much. Um, hear me, please. Okay, guys, it's happened. This might be a little long one. Um, but not too long. Uh, so just piggybacking off what the last guy said, uh, Mask, yeah, you know, the best Lewis you've seen adversity, right? Uh, and that's like so true. What I'll say is, I don't think, honestly, I'm not even panicking. I don't think there's there are any issues. I've been watching F1 a long time. I've watched Lewis a long time. I've seen him at even worse positions, right? In 20, 2014, you know, he's got a black hole. He, he, he's had to start from the back of the grid number of times we saw it in 2017 Germany we've, we've seen it you know we've seen it many times right uh but what I'll say is in those times uh those times he had a quick car right so he knew like fight this time it's a bit different to so the last time the most comparable time in the past that this has happened to this is 2009 when the early part of the season they had a horrible car like they weren't that consistent they weren't making Q3 I mean last week Byron they still like they were best of the rest that guy in 2009 after his first, his first championship, we were making Q, we were making Q3 or Q2. We were, we were being knocked out of Q1 every single time. So until they got it right at the end of the season. So, you know, uh, I've seen I've seen them in worse. I think Mercedes has what it takes. I think the factor they believe the car is very quick. In the simulator, it's telling them it's quick. In the wind tunnel, it's telling them it's quick. What's happening is, you know, by the time they put it on the track and they want to run it in the configuration that they run it in the simulator and wind tunnel. The purpose is just so much that, you know, it literally will destroy the car. So, you're not trying to figure out how to run it 
you know, in that configuration and reducing the pop poison, which is what they're trying to like figure out. So as the last guy said, they are still probably testing a lot of things. Uh, I think we should prepare for a little bit of an overtaking masterclass tomorrow from Lewis. You know, it's obviously not going to win the race. You know, that's not going to happen unless something extraordinary happens. But it will be, I expect all things equal. I expect him to to come back, you know, like, I mean, to finish the race in a decent position from 16th. I, I suspect he'll, he'll most likely start from Clinton because they'll probably see that. They'll look at the can, they'll see what has gone wrong. And they will, and for them to rectify that, they have to, like, break park Fermi rules. So that, that will mean starting from a pit lane. Regardless, that could actually be a blessing in this, in this guys, just because this track, I expect there to be a lot of red flags tomorrow, maybe one or two. Safety car or virtual safety car, that's bound to happen. I'll be very, very surprised if that doesn't happen tomorrow. And if that happens, then there's going to be a lot of opportunities for someone like Lewis with the pace he has, because it's going to be faster than the guys, at least around him, you know, in that last position, you know, segment or region. So, you pick up some good points and then you can use safety car to like even go up if he's in the, on the right side and stuff like that. So I'm not too worried. I think on his reaction, that's how Lewis is when he doesn't do very well. He's very hard on himself. You know, I remember in 2013, um, Italy, the guy jabbed from Q, Q2. And the guy, when he when they asked him on Sky, he don't like to make call himself stupid. That's just the kind of guy he is, man. But by tomorrow, by the time he sleeps and wakes up tomorrow, the guy will be smiling tomorrow. So no big deal. Thanks. Thank you very much, Yemi. Thank you. Um, Doctor, I'm sorry, similar, please. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so um Lewis obviously didn't have the best of um qualifiers. Um I'm not sure. I unfortunately I missed that part of um Q1, but um I'm not sure if I mean they were trying to experiment um or something with the car. Uh, it's a little bit hard for me to believe that um, it was Lewis drove such a bad lap, but well, I mean, yeah, it happened. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think he just has to put that behind him for now and um, focus on tomorrow's race. Um, I mean, it's it's Lewis, it's very possible in my um, <laughs> past like three or four people on the first two laps, so yeah, like the last speaker said, I mean, I expect him to uh, finish in a fairly decent position tomorrow uh yeah so um yeah that's that thanks thank you very much uh well just i just want to add um something here for mercedes what do you think will be important for them at the at the moment do you think is more of solving this um proposing issue which is obviously the main issue now or reliability issues as as compared to um looking at some of the teams on the um other grid because mercedes are very strong um, in terms of reliability now do you think that's something that they just want to like okay still focus on you know still since they are still learning the um the new car so um I, I kind of even lost um the order now. Okay, so I'll just um say um Tolu then um Sharon please. So guys, please, if you'd like to um speak, please just raise your hands. Thank you. So Tolu, please. Um, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, it's nice um talking to the Nigerian F1 community. I didn't even know 
we had an iPhone community. So um, on today's race, I think the issue of Mercedes isn't really about fixing poor poison, but I think it's really about fixing it without experiencing a decrease in performance. We know the Mercedes car, we know we all know that the Mercedes car has potential, but in fact, we know that these past few months of development, you know that okay, fine, Mercedes would have put in a lot of work into development of their car and everything. So we know that okay, fine, they don't have a slow car. But this proposing just really like messed up the entire setup and game plan they had in mind. So now the I feel the main issue is trying to configure the car in a way that um, reduces the effect of proposing while at the same time maintaining performance. And now as for Lewis Hamilton tomorrow, I like one of us, like someone said, I feel he's going to finish in a decent position tomorrow. Because this track this track gets us to be because I expect, I also expect there to be a red flag tomorrow. I don't I just feel that there will be a red flag, surely. And since we know Lewis Lewis, Lewis being Lewis, whenever for Lewis to be in his any um, in his element is well when he has something when he has a target, when he has something to chase. So I feel we should see a decent run from Lewis tomorrow. And Mercedes generally, this these first few races are just to like find out what works. So don't be surprised even if next race you see enough performance. Because I feel it's not something they can just fix overnight. It's something that takes continuous work. But I know that if Mercedes just finds the key to this problem, I I actually know that they will, they actually have what it takes to compete. But at at the same time, I feel it to be hard for Mercedes to match Red Bull's car because at the moment that Red Bull is is just terrifying in straight line. That straight line speeds are wow. So generally, I feel Mercedes. Um, I feel Red Bull are the team to be right now for Mercedes. And if Mercedes play their cards right, they actually still have a shot to win the championship. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you very much, Tolu. Um, Sharon, please. Yeah. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. You know, it's another race weekend, so we have to discuss stuff. Yeah. So, concerning Mercedes, yeah, it's very simple. It's a very simple one. It's, I mean, for now, for the performance, there's nothing really wrong with the car. Not like there's nothing wrong with the car, but you get what I mean. So drivers are given setup options, and then one driver chose one, the other driver chose one. Lewis chose to go with the aggressive option because he felt he could get more out of it. And then he failed like a backfired big time. So technically, yeah, he chose the wrong setup, so it didn't work out for him. But case-wise, uh, if they are able to break back family rules and then get him to the same setup as George. P6 isn't like undoable. He can't get to P6. It's very simple. He can't because they have the pace, even though they have the purpose issue to deal with and all that. He can still get into the point. But personally for me, the only issue I have with the setup is that do they really know if the setup George chose, however powerful it was, it worked for qualifying. Will it be okay for the race? Because you know sometimes these setups like they are good for Colibar and bad for race space and stuff. That's my only um issue concerning their 
set up or for judges set up and then whatever set up they're going to follow it on. That's the only issue. But it's the third best car on the grid as of now. So yeah, we'll take the points and then we'll move on. But hopefully by Imola or I don't know, by Imola they should have sorted their issues out. So I mean as a make fun, I'm not too disturbed or worried. I'm I'm honestly not worried. I'm just enjoying the vibe between Ferrari and then Red Bull as and now. And then I'm waiting for my team to actually join in the fight. When we get there, then I can have like, you know, proper banter and then things with everybody else. So yeah, that's all I have for now. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sharon. Can we have Imadi, then um, Farouk, then Junior, please, in that order? Then um, Adibayo, in that order, please. All right, yeah. Um, perhaps one thing people are not mentioning. Now, everything I'm going to say sort of has caveats to them. So, but one thing people are not mentioning is what is the chance that Mercedes actually got the regs wrong? Like, there's a very great big opportunity that they actually got the regulations wrong. Now, it's race two of 23. Obviously, there are still 21 races. And as my guys will say, Mercedes is actually a juggernaut. But at the same time, now, I was just checking the times. Russell is about a second behind. Now, let's say with Lewis's prowess and everything, he, ha- he owns jo- Russell by three-tenths of a second. So Lewis is still going to be fifth regardless. So poor setup or no poor setup, I think that car is fundamental. Something is something wrong. There's something wrong fundamentally with that car. Everyone is saying, oh, poor poison for, uh, for Mercedes and everything. But Ferrari, that is clearly the fastest and the class of the field at the moment, has been bouncing. Science was bouncing violently yesterday and even this morning. Leclerc was bouncing at some point. Cars that are going very fast are putting exceptional lap times are still bouncing. So we can't just say, oh, because Mercedes is bouncing, that's why they're not extracting the performance from the, from the car. Then I was always saying something and people were always calling me haters. Now, I am not a Red Bull guy. Let me just say it now. I'm not a Mercedes guy. But um, new regulations have always been created to shuffle up the team. Like if you go way down in history, it always happens. And then the previous team that was leading always has this idea of, oh, we'll bounce back. You just take some races. Look at Red Bull in 2014. Look at um, Ferrari in 2009. I can go as long as possible. So what is my point is there's a very big chance that Mercedes has gotten this thing fundamentally wrong and it's going to take, everyone is saying probably a few races. It's actually going to take a very long time. And honestly, just for the band side, I'm here for the tears because you guys have been screaming and shouting since 2014. And I am just here for the tears. Just enjoy the tears and just laugh at you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much, Imade. Uh, Farouk, please. Farouk. Okay. Uh, Junior, please. Um, 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 Junior, please just before you um go on, um, guys, can we just um try to um be quick, you know, so that um, uh, because I see a lot of hands up, just so I could get through all of that quickly. Thank you. 
But yeah, Junior, go ahead. Thank you. Okay. Um, continuing from what the other guy said, I think I agree with him on some aspects about Mercedes getting the whole concept wrong. Because I just don't know. Ferrari was just bouncing all around, but still they had the, they had their lap times. So I think it's something with with the fundamentals of the cars. Even though most of the cars are bouncing, still they are pushing, they are giving it all, they are pushing the car to the limit and getting the lap time. But only Mercedes. Uh, only Mercedes. Nah, I just don't know. Maybe it's, I think it's something wrong with the. Junior. Okay. Um, Adebayo, I don't think we can hear Junior, but Adebayo, right. go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, so for me, yeah. I feel um, I feel the realistic position Lewis can get tomorrow is P10 or P9. And um, yeah, for contest, I'm a Mercedes and um, Lewis Hamilton fan, right? So, um, and the reason why I said that is just based on available data, right? I think all the race simulations that um, were done throughout during um, free practice, Right, the lowest or the the closer we were to the leaders were um eight tenths of um Red Bull. That's for I think FP two FP three. Right, we're eight tenths of Red Bull, and that was even the time Lewis set himself. Right, so that's with the assumption that probably they revert back to the setup that Lewis used for FP three, and with that. <laughs> I don't accept there will be a DNF. <laughs> except there will be a DNF, but I don't see I don't see Lewis finishing above <laughs> any of the Ferrari, Red Bull, Alpine, and even Russell, right? And that will probably just drop into P9 or P P10. Because we have to be very sincere currently. Um, we keep saying that probably is the bouncing, but like Imadi said, a lot of cars were bouncing. Kevin Magnussen was bouncing during his um, second to the last um, runs in Q2, right? A lot of cars are actually bouncing. Science was bouncing throughout FP1, FP2, FP3. I think they minimized the little bit of performance, right? And my opinion, I think, I think we should be looking at the power units, right? Because Look at the teams in Q2 and Q3. Predominantly, almost all the teams there are Mercedes-powered um, cars, right? In terms of power unit, right? And um, it also still shows that Ferrari doesn't have their engine maxed up to the highest level yet. So imagine if Ferrari, with the current pace we are seeing, solves their own poisoning as well and turn up their engine. Imagine... <laughs> Let us let us just assume that for Abdi, it's something that they can still bring back up for <laughs> as well. Let me just stop there. It's painful. Thank you very much, Adibayo. Um, okay. Um, I believe Farouk is back. So, um, Farouk, can you um 
Can you go on now? Then um after Farouk, we'll have uh, Yemi, Sharon, then Ackerman, please, in that order. Farouk? Okay. Um, okay, Yemi is not here as well. Um, can we have um, Sharon, please? Okay, um, so I just wanted to uh, respond to something. Um, I don't think anybody is saying that the city is just going to magically like become like a top thing or something. I mean, they can't do it. But then the issue isn't just with the bank. What happened? Sorry, please carry on, Sharon. Okay. So the issue isn't just like with the bouncing. I mean, everybody's experiencing it, but Mercedes is actually experiencing it like in a different way because everybody has a different car, right? Everybody has a different philosophy, so everybody will experience it in a different way and everybody will deal with it in a different way. So yes, Ferrari is also experiencing the population and all that, but they are actually able to um, go, you know, drive us like full throttle, like compared to... Mercedes, like they can't even reach 8G so far from what I have seen and then from the data that I have seen, they can't even like they go to the 8G and the most they've done is 7 and you see the bouncing and all. But then Toto Wolf also said, and he has stated it from last week, that Mercedes, they're actually experiencing some sort of drag. So they're actually losing time as a result of it. And he has said it time and again that isn't their issue isn't with their power unit. It's not with their power units. It's more with the drag that they are getting from their car. So they are not able to get the speed that they want. You know, like they are fighting demons everywhere. So they have to deal with that. And then they can now say, okay, so we've dealt with the car aerodynamically. What are we going to do? Are we still struggling with PU? Because... The PU hasn't really changed. It's still the same PU that they've been using since 2014. They didn't change the engine. Yes, you made upgrades and all, but the engines haven't really changed. And so far, Mercedes, technically, they still have, I mean, not this year, but two of the years have shown that they still have, like, the best PU and all. So I don't really think it has anything to do with power units. That's for McLaren. I honestly don't know. For testing and all, and then all of a sudden they've like vanished. It really doesn't make sense, but I hope you also sort out their issues. So yes, I understand it looks like all the cars in the back five are Mercedes power units, like Mercedes powered cars, but you know, let's not draw any conclusions now. And then let's just see what happens. If virus five or is six, Mercedes is still like having issues, even though they've brought upgrades and all that, then you can say, okay, so they got their philosophy wrong. But if everything from the same data, wind tunnel data, is telling us that the Mercedes car that they have brought is, like, on paper, actually a second faster than everybody else, then it means that there's something that they need to source out on track to get that kind of performance that they need to get to be fighting 
with the other two teams. So, uh, yes, it's still early days. I get what some people are saying. Like, I really understand them. But it's still early days. We have 20-something races to go to actually make that sort of conclusion. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you. Um, can we have um Akaman next? Then um, Farouk. Then Imadi, please. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So I think I would um go into the same direction as Imadi. You know, the guy that said um. So um, I think people have been hopeful about. Mercedes coming back from this, like, you know, getting better. I think a lot of people have been hopeful because people mentioned proposing and proposing was the general issue to all cars. Like, it was literally the regulation. It was an issue with the regulation. And I think what most cars had to do was just to raise the car up a bit and the proposing would have reduce, would reduce. Then, um, and people really mentioned the power unit of the Mercedes, like, the power unit is literally behind the the grid. Like, if you look at McLaren, like right now, I'm just so sad for McLaren because they they use the Mercedes power unit. Because if they had a different power unit, their performance would definitely be a lot better. But looking at the 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 back of the grid, McLaren, Aston Martin, I think it was in FP3. Yeah, at the end of, as at the end of FP3, from 14th down to 20th, um, they were all Mercedes powered cars and. If that doesn't if that doesn't send a clear message about the Mercedes power units, I don't I don't know what else again. Although the Mercedes itself definitely have an edge, but how much of an edge do they really have to catch up with um Ferrari or Red Bull? So I think the power issue is also an issue. And then the aerodynamics also. Um because I think I read I read some report about the the rear end of the Ferrari, you know, I think because they, they you know they were quite radical about the the aerodynamics, you know, they had a different uh, kind of car during the launch, during the first testing, then come back in, they came they came in with a car without side ports, with almost zero side ports. So and based on some reports, like you know, the side ports were actually like giving a lot of cars like downfalls, and you know, um, uh, and it was kind of taking out the, the drag that the rare part, part of the car is supposed to actually be causing that. But then since there's no side pods and also the the drag that is coming from the rear of the Mercedes car is quite a lot compared to other cars. So I just think, you know, probably maybe Mercedes actually got the old regulation wrong. Like I think you might have mentioned that. So I think you just got it wrong and then the power unit also. So I think they have a lot of things to do to to actually come back. Probably maybe Let's say maybe the second half of the season, that's when we would see an improvement and it's not even very certain because there's an engine freeze on the 2016 and that power unit is going to remain the same. And that power unit is struggling with the Alpine, like with the Renault power units, like they are, they are literally struggling with Renault. Nowhere near the, uh, the, the Honda and nowhere near the Ferrari. So it's a lot, it's a lot for them, the power units, the the aerodynamics and then proposing added its own and i think the whole proposing thing they were just trying to like okay uh you know you have to raise the car and once you raise the car you lose you know a bit of performance and you know the setup and also it's just too much for for the for the Mercedes team right now and i i don't know i don't see them coming back from this like really really soon but i really hope they do because once they do you know the season gets to be more interesting and um 
you know, we have a three-way fight to the title and all. But then the, the chances of that happening is, is quite low because they, they just have too many issues to, to deal with. And um, But hopefully they will, they will be able to come back. And they have Lewis Hamilton, so they have literally the greatest driver, you know, on uh, in, the, in the sport. So he can always pull out something from his, you know, from his magic hat. And, and I'm sure tomorrow... Lewis is, me, I'm predicting a top seven for Lewis because I know, like, Lewis is, we know Lewis, we all know Lewis. And considering the 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 track again, definitely at least two red two um, red flags. Then Lewis is a very careful driver, except maybe he got, is like, gets unlucky, which rarely happens. So if he doesn't go with other cars, you know, he doesn't get DNF with other cars, then... I see him, you know, moving up the grid, like a lot of overtakes, you know, something like Brazil or something. But then it would probably end on seventh and probably would find, would now find him, um, you know, uh, fighting in the mid- midfield with the likes of us and Alfa Romeo. So I think that's where the, the ball will stop for, for, for Mercedes tomorrow. So, but then I hope they would, they can come back at least, but it will be a tough one. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, Akaman. Um, so um okay, cause um let me can we have um Farouk quickly because he's been um trying to speak. So um Farouk, please. Hi guys. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, um thank you for this great opportunity to discuss this blessed day. Um I also want to like um, acknowledge the Ghanaians that you know I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that we have Ghanaians contribution to this. So first of all, a lot of people have spoken a lot about Mercedes, Lewis, Red Flag coming back. And I'm going to like speak it as I see because I mean foresee I I normally foresee the future of these sports anyways. I, I don't see Mercedes coming back this season. I don't see them. I know they have a lot of track records of um groundbreaking um, technologies. Well, I don't see them coming back this season. And for the race tomorrow, yeah, there has been a lot of talks of red flags, but what's the, what's the, prior, what's the likelihood that Lewis Hamilton is not going to be involved in a red flag incident? I mean, all those people that have mentioned red flags, who are the people that are going to bring out the red flag? Is it going to be a K-Mark, Valtteri, Stroll? What's the likelihood that it's not going to be Lewis? So I want us to all be very objective here. The Mercedes team have gotten the regulations wrong, and it's going to take a very long time before they get it. I don't think it's going to be a three-way battle for the championship. That's the constructors or the drivers' championship. I don't see Mercedes... Um, in any of this, the best they can get is the um, king of the midfield, and they'll be lucky to even get that because I mean, the grid is very, very tight right now. So, I, I want all Mercedes fans to stop sleeping on the IOS and, and face reality from now on. This is going to be a difficult season for you guys, and um, yeah, you can start supporting Ferrari if you like because that's the team. Beats. So, uh, for now.
Thank you very much, uh, Farouk. Um, Imade Danamiami, please. Then I'm I'm Robson. I, I know you've been here, so I don't know if you want to um speak, but I guess you'll be after Yemi. So Imade Yemi then Robson in that order, please. All right. Um, I wanted to speak on the um, power unit, but I think Akaman touched on most of the things I wanted to say. But just to add up to what he said, like the fastest in race space stream in Bahrain, the fastest Mercedes car to the top or the closest Mercedes car to the top was 0.8 seconds, was eight tenths of a second off per lap. And then on the race same data yesterday, there were seven tenths of a second off per lap. Secondly, another thing I just want to mention, which I think lots of now, this is giving all credit to Mercedes. They've done a brilliant job in the last eight years and they've kudos to the engineers, the team, Lewis and everyone. They've been brilliant. But I think we in the sports and the Mercedes fans have been sport for choice and sport at, at how brilliant they've been in recovering, in doing that. And People are forgetting that because they aced the regulations in 2014, it was easy for them to build on that and easily make changes. Now, when they came up with a split turbo that helped them do a whole lot in their engine packaging and made their car streamlined and they could move very, very fast, people forgot how much, how long it took. Ferrari, I think Ferrari just switched to the twin turbo, the split turbo this year, since 2014. So there's a whole lot that, that your foundation does. That's the point I'm trying to make. So their foundation at the moment is probably extremely shaky or non-existent. And as long as that happens, they're just going to be playing catch-up. Also, you're, you're against a team as, which, as, um, as strong as Ferrari, and Red Bull, for as long as possible, is the best develop, um, in-season developing team in Formula One, I think as far as probably 20, 200, um, 2009 or, or 2010, they developed mid-season extremely well. So people, I think, just to add up to also what Farouk said, I think Mercedes fans should start dampening their hopes. Now, a miracle could happen. That's why I said initially when I was talking, like, there are caveats to all these things I'm saying. But a miracle could happen and probably they catch up and they solve lots of stuff and they extract the performance they know they have in the car. But I think maybe if they, if there's one, the saying that goes, if you lower your expectation, you are not really disappointed. I think it was also in Spider-Man. So probably you can listen to that and get some inspiration from it. So I think Mercedes has a whole lot of work to do. They are way behind and it's not an easy fix for them. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Imadi. Uh, yeah, me please. Can I just, sir? Yeah, go on, go on, please. Let me just, I, was, I actually was going to respond to Imadi's very first point, then I had that talk issue that I jumped off. So, like, I'll just try and be very quick so we can move on to the next topic, right? But I don't think uh, these guys are the same. Mercedes, you know, they've got they've lost the plot or they've got it wrong. I don't think you guys have been objective because Imadi just said, oh, if Mercedes, you know, if they should get it right, it would be a miracle or by some miracle they get it right. Let me tell you something. If Mercedes do, they do eventually fix this issue, it will be as a result of the talent and the, you know, the work ethic the team has. It's as a result of what they're able to do. Now, these guys have, they believe in the concept. They are so, it's so convincingly, like the conviction is so strong and they are saying, you know what, we know what we are saying. We decided to pursue this thing. We've done a lot of hard work 
to make the, the side pod um uh cooling package so slim that we don't even have side pods again. And with the, the downfalls we think we should get from it, we believe so strongly in it that we're gonna stick to it, right? And so for people to say, oh, other teams are purposing, you know, but the truth is, Formula One is a game of fine margins, right? Yeah, other teams might be poison, but, you know, it might just be a two, two millimeter difference in the floor. I mean, I saw a picture of this, this, this last week of the three cars, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. And just to I showed the light, I sh- that was also showing how high the ride heights were, you know, um, across the three different cars. I could very clearly see that Mercedes was throwing a bit of a higher ride height, right? You know, so it just tells you the amount of the, the, the how um, the, the margins that Mercedes need to make in order to solve their issue. I, and I, I think personally, it's because their car is generating so much downforce that if they reduce it to any level, even where the Red Bull or the Ferraris are able to put it, the, the, the car, like the purpose would be so much. That's what I think, right? The team will get it right, man. Power unit issues, I don't think there's anything with power unit issues. And the truth is, it is easier to recover from aerodynamic imbalances than to recover from something as fundamental as a power unit issue, which is what really gave the Mercedes team the advantage in 2014. They got the power unit thing right. So they got it so right, and other teams underestimated how important it was. Like, greatly, it was incredible. The way they, because I remember that season, it was so bad <laughs> that Mercedes, it was, there was no point. I don't think I've ever seen that kind of domination before, you know? So, and it's very, and it took years, at least four years, for some teams to actually be credible. They took a massive hit because pilot is such a complex part of the car. If you get it wrong, then don't show up. Aerodynamics is something that they can quickly fix. You know, they can say, you know, they can, the truth is that the way the, the Mercedes is packaged, Allows them to immediately the next race, or maybe three, four races from now, say, you know, so we're going to make our car like Red Bull's car. Because the car, the, the package car will fit into the, the side pods. Do you get So I think, you know, we're not being very objective that way when we say Mercedes won't get it right. Let's, it's just two races in. The car that is so horrible is still faster than more than half of the field. You know, in 2009, when McLaren gave Lewis a dog of a car, that car was, was getting out of, couldn't get out of Q1 consistently. It was until half of the second half of the season that they cast their winning races. Now, that's a horrible car, right? So I don't think it's that bad yet. I would say Aston Martin had a horrible car. Now, that's a car, you see, that's a dog of a car. The car that I was saying Mercedes has that is bad, it's still better than more than half of the field. They did five, five and six last week, and then were able to make the podium, for that matter. That's the car we're calling bad. I don't think the, the car is, is obviously not as good as Ferrari or Red Bull, but I think potential is there. So much that people that are engineers, that are experienced, I say we think this performance is there. It's going to take us some time to get it, and we'll get it. So I think we should just chill. If this is still the case by mid-season, then one can then say, you know what, guys? You guys need to just throw in the tower for the rest of the season and focus on the next season, right? But it's just race two, and we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I think we should just we should just cool off a bit, man. Thank you. Thank can you. I could respond to Yemi, please? Oh, yeah, go on, Nimadi. All right, yeah. Um, so Yemi, I just want to give you an example as well. Like you said, you just mentioned McLaren in 2009 that uh that they gave them um, Lewis a dog of a car. Um, what about Red Bull in 2014? That car was still, I think Ricardo still won three races with that car. So now <clears throat> you can get you can get your fundamental aerodynamics wrong, and the car will still be decent. So I'm not saying the Mercedes is the is like the house of last year. No, I'm not I, I'm not insinuating that in any way. But what I'm trying to tell you is with the development race that's going to go on this year, with the 
people they are against and getting your initial your foundations wrong is going to take a whole lot. And for heaven's sake, Ferrari and Red Bull is not going to sit down arms akimbo and say, oh yeah, we are ahead. We're not going to develop. So just as Mercedes is working hard and toiling day and night, burning the midnight oil to fix their car, Red Bull and um, Ferrari are also trying as much as possible to extract the maximum performance they can do from it. So it's another thing. And um, another thing is, I think you saying the way they package the car, it means it has so much performance. You are also not being objective because that car is pretty closed up. Like even me, I even made jest of um, my guys on the group. Like, oh, you guys decided to run without sideboards. That means that that car must be very, very fast. Yes, I still believe that car has potential, but the race after race is showing that there are lots of things going on that they can't have a fix on it. Now, if you have let's say you have four points of distress on a car. It's, it's easier for you to fix when you have just a one, one point of distress on a car. But if you have four points of distress on a car, you bring an update for two point at two points. You don't even know if you've gained 0.2 seconds or if you've lost 0.4 seconds. So they're going to keep toiling day and night. And since the pop poison can't even be replicated and the wind tunnel and the CFD, it's even worse for them if they want to bang on and say that's the only problem with the car. So... I'm not saying, also, I'm not saying um, Mercedes is never going to get it right. When I said, oh, it's going to be a miracle, it was as a, con- it was a continuation of my point of the foundation is already shaky. Ferrari has an extremely strong foundation. We can see that with the car. Ferrari, um, Red Bull also has pretty solid foundation. We can see that with the car. But Mercedes has a shaky foundation. And if they don't, if they don't have a solid foundation, they can't start building from there. That's my that's my general point. Thank you. Thank you very much, Imadi. Thank you. Um. Okay, I think he's um gone. So um, we'll have a mass than um. Oh, sorry. Um, Junior, because Junior was speaking, then he got cut off. So Junior, mass than um Sharon, please. Yeah, so, back to what yeah, yeah, back to what I was saying. I was talking about Mercedes maybe getting the concept of this car wrong, like the fundamentals of this car wrong. Because even though you are having pop poison issue, it's not only you, just this colleague or I think the FPT. Carlos Sainz was bouncing really hard, but still he had like I think he was the second fastest on the track. So it's not about the pop poison. I think it's about the whole car concept and for them to figure out that maybe it's going to take 10 races or maybe the whole year. So right now, if you talk only, if it's only about pop poison, then they know that it's only there. But right now, even Toto Wolf said that they have to check everything, even if it's the power unit problem. So it's basically the fundamentals of the car that is wrong. So once they fix it, then they can be really be competitive. But as it stands now, they have to battle with Haas, Alpha, Alpha Romeos and stuff. And it's really, really bad. For me to see them struggling is really, really bad. I, how can Virtue Botas and Co be battling with Lewis Hamilton for for Collie? Like, how? It's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. That's all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, um, Junior, just to answer your question, how can Botas be battling with Lewis Hamilton? One has a better car, while the other doesn't have. Um, I think that's a simple answer. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, so thank you. Um, Sharon, please. Um, so, yeah, uh, so just a quick response to Junior before I say what I wanted to say. So the fundamentals of the new regulations was to bring the cars closer, like within, like, close enough for, like, close racing. Everybody can, like, battle with anybody. So, yeah, we are seeing it. So, yes, an Alfa Romeo can actually fight with a Mercedes if they have the good car and if they have enough speed or power to fight with this. That one is just part of the new regulations that happen. And, um, you know, Madi has said a lot about how um, when Mercedes is going to catch up and all that. I saw a lot of people are also still being fair, unfair to them because even though they have won like eight straight, they haven't always started the season with the fastest car. I think people really need to be honest with it, at least from what I can remember between 2017 and 2019. Ferrari, at the beginning of the season, had a better package or they had the fastest car. And then Mercedes throughout the season also developed and then became more dominant than they were at the beginning of the season and they won the championships. So I don't think it's really fair. I mean, I get what you're saying about the fundamentals being wrong and getting it wrong and all that. Yes, if you get it wrong, it will take you like a longer time for you to actually sort out your issues. But like everybody has said, we are still in the early days of the season. If by the end, um, by a certain part or a certain point in the season, they are still having all these issues that they are having. And then we can say that, okay, definitely the fundamentals are wrong or they got the philosophy that they chose wrong. So they need to now come and sit down and adjust. And by the time they would be able to fix all those issues, the season would have ended, meaning they can only sort them out properly the following season. Makes sense. It's true. It can happen. But everybody's saying they could have gotten it wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's still the beginning of the season. And right now, everything that is happening, they are still the third fastest team on the grid. So let us relax and sort, let them sort their issues out. If by week six, they are still having all those issues, and we can say, okay, so... We can come to the conclusion that right now they have the fourth best view on the grid or their car aerodynamically isn't there. We can make like concrete um, discussions around who has the better package and who doesn't. Because there were a lot of people that went the aggressive route that are struggling now. And then there are people that went the safe route that are also struggling. So it's a bit early. You can't, well, we can say, okay, so Ferrari is the fastest car. But it could change because Red Bull can bring one upgrade that will make them the fastest car on the grid. Ferrari can also bring an upgrade that will make them the fastest car on the grid. And sometimes, so we should understand, upgrades would work and it, sometimes they wouldn't work. So, yeah, I mean, I guess everybody's point of view, but I feel it's a bit unfair that everybody's like jumping into conclusions sort of concerning Mercedes. Um, I mean, a lot of people want to see their team fail, which is okay. I mean, it's part of the sport, but 
I'm not even saying it as a Mercedes fan. Even if I wasn't a Mercedes fan, I wouldn't jump into competitions because I know they see, you know how far they've come. This isn't the first time they started on a back foot and they've gotten it right. So let's get somewhere into the ceiling and make a concrete conclusion. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Sharon. So um, so we'll take um, Ackerman, Mars, then um, Tolu in that order before we just quickly move on to another topic then. Yeah. So please... Yeah, so um, I would just like to make a comment um, regarding the reference Sharon made to the 2019 cars. So, um, you know, you said something about Ferrari having, um, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, Ferrari having, like, a better car than Mercedes, and I don't think that was our 2019 win. I think 2019 was just Ferrari having the, the power, that their power units was really good, and they had the, the power, but they lacked downforce. Like, they were, like, almost zero in downforce, but they made up within power, and you could see like uh, the races according to the tracks. You know, Ferrari did well in some, and they did really bad in some. And I think that development, the development mid-season also was they still couldn't find the the right downforce thing to the to the car. And Mercedes had the power; they had the downforce. Just that the Ferrari power was like way higher. Like, and even if you notice the next season, FIA had to sanction Ferrari that they can't use the engine. Then that was how twenty twenty came crumbling down, and Ferrari was like sixth on the on the grid or something. So, because I think if I, I think Ferrari, some, some it sounded like a cheat or something. Like Ferrari had a cheat with their engine or something. So I think the twenty nineteen one was just still Mercedes, and I think it was just the same foundation that we keep talking about. Like they got the foundation very right since twenty fourteen, and what they just did was build on it. So. Now, it is becoming clear that Mercedes might have had the foundation completely wrong. And nobody's even mentioning the, the E10 fuel, you know, the, the change of fuel. And what if they've not been able to, like, um, to, to get back? Because I believe the, the fuel uh, made the engine lose a lot of power and teams are, like, trying to, like, get back the power lost and all. But I, I don't think I read from any report where Mercedes were able to, like, gain back this power and all. So what if you know the engine itself, the power unit was just it's just so it's just not you know the the same way the 2014 one was you know with the current regulations and there's an engine freeze until 2016. So the best measures can do till 2016 is just do something about their aerodynamics and you know a little you know some little things here and there and but then Ferrari and Red Bull definitely won't stop developing their car, you know mid-season at the end of the season next year they would just build up they would continue to like build up on what they had already so i think that's where the foundation really comes into play you know how important the foundation is and if it is becoming really clear that Mercedes had got it wrong all from the very start then maybe you are seeing a very long couple of seasons for 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 Mercedes, you know up until 2016 when there are new regs again and you know so many else comes and take it up yeah, so thanks. Thank you very much, um, Akaman. Um, Mars and then um, Tulu, please, can we guys, um, quickly, guys, so that we can just move on to the next um, topic. Yeah, you know, me, I'll even be very, very quick because I feel like Yemi and Sharon literally said 
everything that I wanted to say. But I feel like people are very, very, very like quick to discard Mercedes. I mean, we, we are talking about people that were so innovative in that engineering that they had to change FA rules. Like these guys know what they are doing. Me, I feel like they just know what they are doing. It's just a matter of time. It's just testing X, Y, and Z. It's just ah, uh, once this guy get back on track, it, it, like these guys are coming and. That's why everyone, literally Christian Honor even said, these guys are going to be back very, very quick. Like, And this is your, your rival that is saying it. They, they know what's going on. His message is, they're going to be back. And when they're going to be back, they, they are just going to be unstoppable. And that's just how it's going to be. I feel like people are just so quick to look at the, oh, they got it wrong. And blah, blah, blah. But they didn't get anything wrong. It's, ah, when they come there, you guys will all deactivate your Twitter. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amas. Um, Can we have Tolu, please? Um, thank you. I just want to address the issue of um Mercedes getting it fundamentally wrong. I feel we we all know Mercedes is one of the, if not the most innovative team in F1, because time and time again they've proven or they've shown the ability to somewhat bend the rules up to a point of just just enough not to break it. We know Mercedes, they like like Mar said, I feel Mercedes know what they are doing because this is Mercedes for crying out loud. The, the, um, I feel the power unit doesn't have much of an issue, in my opinion, because as we know, they've run this car through, um, through the aero testing. They, um, they ran various simulations. For Mercedes to have actually come out and put that car out, it means they, are very, they were very confident in the ability of their car and looking at mercedes you actually know that okay fine they had something in mind but the issue in my opinion that just it is somewhat like let me just liken it to some um let's say a football match now you are starting a game indica as the ref um play, blows the kickoff whistle you are down to 10 men let's say one of your players um, gets a red card for the manager, you just distorted his entire plan. I think it's something similar that's happening to Mercedes because Mercedes did Mercedes and all or let me just say other teams generally didn't anticipate purposing. And I feel each team handled it differently in any way because each team has a um, has the different setup for their car. And I feel the Mercedes setup is some somewhat um, set up in a way that okay, fine. If they actually fix this proposal, they're actually looking for a way to fix this proposal without losing performance. So I think once Mercedes unlocks um, the, the power of this car, I, I generally I think that Mercedes is one of the fastest cars on the grid right now. Because um, Russell said it, Hamilton said it, they're having issues when um, trying to get this car to top speed because the propulsion issue, the car keeps slamming down into the ground. So they, they, they don't actually, we have not seen the top speed of this car. That's what I'm just saying. We've not seen the top speed of this car. I feel once they've just fixed the issue of propulsion, we are actually going to see a whole, a whole new dynamic of Mercedes of this car that we've not even we've not even had a taste of. So that's what I just wanted to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, okay, I see Adebayo. Adebayo, please go so ahead. So for me, I just want to add this right. So the discussion. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that Mercedes knows what they are doing. We know what we are doing now. We are running two different setups for Collie not free practice sections and we are sure we know what we are doing. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to the next discussion, please. <laughs> okay, Adebayo. Uh 
Thank you. So um now moving on to the next topic, um Alpha Alpha Tuari, you know. So it seems that um, they are so, the, the team is suffering from um some reliability issues. You know, uh in Quali, uh UK had to box for um I believe it was a fuel related issues, you know, similar if, if I'm not mistaken, similar issue to what they encountered in um in Bahrain, you know, and then also Gasly as well, um in FP three having um issues with his um, driving shaft, you know. So um all these all these all these um, reliability issues, you know, these little things are what well I say compound into just one big problem and then sometimes yeah we're not just or rather, the team is not just able to um, get the best out of the car, you know. So, um, I don't know. Do, do you guys think um, these reliability issues will um, carry on, you know, for Alpha? Um, to, and then, obviously, we know um, Red Bull 2 as well are having a bit of um, reliability issues. We saw that last week in... Um, Barina, so hopefully such doesn't occur again in um in Jeddah, you know. So um going forward, how do you guys do you guys think um as we've always said they are still learning um the car? Do you guys think it's as a result of the team still learning the car or some of these issues they still don't have a way around it yet? You know, uh, mass please. Now, nah, I definitely think that there is that element of uh, still learning about the car. I mean, new regs, new or I mean, pool, new all of that. So there is definitely that issue of learning about the car. But at the same time, let's not forget that the whole engineering thing is a balancing issue. You want to have uh, you, you are balancing reliability and performance, and you are balancing. I wrote that you get what I mean. So, ah, at the end of the day, you might have had a very good car that looks like it can perform in the race, like Red Bull, but at the end of the time, it might not finish. So, it's literally all about balancing. I feel like it's all about learning about the car, and they, have, they might have gotten that balance wrong, so that then again, trying to fix it and make sure that. I mean, it doesn't happen again. The, the, I mean, not Honda, but the R, Red Bull powertrain, so RB, BT, whatever, was catastrophic last race. So, yeah, it's all about seeing how they do this race and stuff. Just this guy having to, this guy having to, uh, to pit and not qualify is not a good indication. We'll just see how it goes from then. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Um, I'll come on, please. Okay, so um, regarding reliability, yeah, I think for Alpha Tauri, yeah, I think since last season they've been, uh, they've been pretty consistent in having reliability issues. I think after Reynolds, it's um, when Reynolds was, well, they are still Alpine, but then after Reynolds, it's Alpha Tauri, so they've always been having like reliability issues. I don't know, probably maybe it's um, maybe compatibility with their parts with the under engine or something that they are yet they are not yet getting right you know maybe 
all they have to do is just ask for hacks from their um, Red Bull counterparts and, you know, probably get the cheat code or something. But I think from last season, you know, I can count. Um, Gasly had a number of DNS last season and this season, yeah, started with the first race. And, you know, today, so not, uh, Yuki could not even, you know, set any time for qualifying. And I feel like um, going forward, we'll see the same Afatari of last season because Afataris are... They are fast, but their issue has, has always been uh, this reliability part. So that's where they lose most points. That's where they, because last season they were really, really, they were really quick. And I think Gasly was was consistent in Q3, you know, making it into Q3. But then when, when he gets into the race, then something happens, either slows them down or actually takes them out of the race. So for Avatari, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming the norms for them. But I hope they can probably maybe find new engineers that can actually like work these um parts and all then for red bull i think for reliability also i think the 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 drivers the driver has you know a bit of um effect to it because if you have a really good car that is reliable i think the way it's been driven is um also could you know depend uh, could um affect the reliability of that car you know like we saw um, last race in Bahrain, I think I don't say it was Max that ran this car himself, but he had it to it because it was quite aggressive while trying to you know get past Charles and all. So um, overall, I think the, the reliability thing is just about the engineers and the the, the drivers, and hopefully for teams like Afatari, I see it. I see. I, I think it should continue to be like this, except there's like massive change in the engineering sector. And for Red Bull, I don't think I don't think it would seem um, they would be pretty concerned. Last last week was just a fluke when it comes to reliability. Like it's something that you know I'm sure they've learned a lot from the old incident from last week. But for Fatari, I don't know. Then I don't think there is any other team right now facing reliability issues. And considering the fact that these are like this is a new era, like new regulation, I think that is actually commendable because um, I think it was this um, uh, this esports guy that made a tweet in between the the race in Bahrain last last week, and it was like um, for uh, new regulation cars that these cars seem to reliable to be true. Then I think after few minutes then the ghastly thing happened so but then it, it was actually right you know normally we are ex- we were expecting like ah, since everybody's still learning their car so we're expecting dnfs you know here and there and all but then it was actually a good job but then afatari again you know continue from last season then red bull i think for me i think it was the driver which i believe will happen again so yeah that's my own take on reliability Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. So, um, just um quickly, has have um announced Mick Schumacher will not participate in the Saudi Grand Prix um tomorrow. Obviously, I believe it's for him to um recover and um get his head straight. You know, um yeah, a, a similar decision was made for I can't remember his name, an F two driver earlier today. So. I believe is to get them in the best um, possible 
um, shape. But um, glad that um, Mick is okay. And uh, yeah, that um, brings uh, brings us to uh, the next thing I'm speaking about um, reliability, which is um, house. You know, um, house all all weekend. All weekend, like um, well, I say they've been on and off, you know, and then um, we see them in quality, you know, um, putting in decent times, you know, times they were not putting in last year, you know, but uh, you have Mick Schumacher, you know, who is um trying to get up to the standard of um K-Mag, you know. Like um watching the watching back the quality lap um today where he had the accident. My personal um opinion is that I felt um, Mick was pushing too hard. You know, you know, you know, I feel now the pressure is um starting to get to him, you know. Um we spoke about um Mick here um last week, you know, and then it was and then many of us here said um Few of us said, "Oh, he's not um that he's not he's not capable, you know. He's that um he's not he's he won't be able to um obviously have a decent career." While some of us said that we should give him um a bit of time, you know, to establish himself, you know, um for the rest of the season, you know. So um moving like moving into this um, conversation do you guys um think Mick the pressure is getting to Mick as an as an individual and then he should just um take it easy because when it was just um him and um what do you call it him and um Mazepin you would say like there was literally no pressure because it was just based on natural talent you understand yeah but now you have experience and then you have talent, you know, and then for him, he doesn't have experience, you know, it's just a bit of um talent, you know. So um do you guys um think the pressure is really getting to him and then um how do you guys um see me going forward, you know, for the rest of the season, even though he will not participate um tomorrow so i believe we'll see him in australia next so i'm um, jibala then i'm mass please all right um so i don't think the pressure is getting to him i think he he makes some silly mistakes every now and then and i think this was just one of it because i feel like for him being a he's still a rookie basically but i feel like the performance target for him would be getting to q2 and I think he he was already there. He could have gotten to Q3 as well. He just needed to calm down and drive. But he makes some mistakes. He tries to push too much. And that's what happened there. Because if you watch the replay, he went a bit too wide. So the um the back rights clipped the inside of that curb now and then it cut him out. And he didn't like he didn't need to do this. It reminds me of I can't remember the race, but he had like kind of a not a similar accident because this was a horrible one but he had an accident to push in too much so sometimes he makes mistakes but i don't think it's the pressure because i feel like q2 is his target maybe q3 if they do a great job and i think he, he would have been in line to maybe get to q3 or finish um 11th 
So, yeah, I don't think it's a pressure for him. I think he was just very careless and, you know, yeah. Thank you very much, um, Jibola. Uh, Mas, please. Yeah, me, I think that I don't want to say pressure, but I feel like because really and truly last year there was there was another rookie was Mazepin, it was more or less shit. There was nothing really pushing him to to like to perform. Like it would like because he would go out and only on even on his bad day, he would still be better than Mazepin. So there was nothing really pushing him to perform. Now to see that K Mark comes and then First qualifying put puts it P five or P I think it was P five last race or P seven sorry I think it was P seven uh, and then also looking at Joe Ganyu Joe I mean Joe Ganyu that comes and then in the first debut making points and everything I feel like it kind of gets to you and there's a lot of people talking me I'm a big fan of Mick Schumacher I was I was looking at watching him since F two. And no, like, I feel like he's good. I feel like he definitely deserves his seat. And a lot of people are saying that he's just there based on on, on, on his name and family and blah, 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 blah. But me, I feel like he deserves his seat. So I feel like when putting all of that down, I mean, now there are people that, that rookies coming out making points. You have a new teammate that is racking on the points with this car. You It definitely gets to you. So me, I think that is the pressure. Then again, I don't think that it's gonna is it's gonna be a big thing for him. I feel like he's really gonna maybe that this race we we've seen that the pressure got to him. Maybe next race as well. But in a matter of two three races, Mick Schumacher is gonna be on it, and once he start being on it, he's gonna be unstoppable with that has because I feel like that has they really really like sat down and hammered hammered it, and they've they've come up with a decent car thing. So I feel like it's gonna be racking itself. That that pressure is getting to it, but it's just a matter of time to to is is gonna be able to control it really. Thank you very much. Um I'll come on please. Yeah thanks. Um well I think as an F1 driver I I wouldn't want to be in mixed shoes right now. Nah I think it's it's just too heavy for him. The, the Schumacher name, not like it's too heavy for him, but I feel like at this point it's it's getting to him. Especially this season, it would get to him a lot because last season was just how, how would I put it? It was just something to play about. Even the old team, you know, they they already um, gave up on last season. I think even from the very start because they were focusing on developing the car for 2022. So last season was just child's play. And he had Mazepin. Mazepin was spinning all around. And, you know, he has qualified Mazepin, like, all through the season. So there was really no pressure last season. He was just there chilling, you know. And then this season, you are given a... I won't say, It's not the most competitive car, but it is competitive, at least for, for the midfield. It is competitive. So he needs to give that performance. Then to make it worse, then K-Mark... Is now his teammates, and I think for every F1 driver, the number one thing is they really want to be their teammate. So, and given the Shumaker name, a lot is expect, expected from him. Even is we shouldn't lie, is treated specially. I think if you noticed from Drive to Survive um, this last season, the as episode, you know, you the way although Mazepin has his own issues, like personally, but Mick is is like the golden child, you know. So. As the golden child, 
much more is expected when you are given the right chance. So, and I think that's just one of the things that we saw today, you know, him pushing really, like way too hard. You know, like someone said, P2 was his, um, was his performance metric. But then I don't really think, P2, but then I, I believe on me myself, I'll feel like, well, P2 is, is already in the bag last, last week. Let's go for P3. You know, as a shoemaker person, that's that's what I'll be thinking. So I think the name shoemaker is maybe a little, but adds to to the pressure it feels because there are a lot of people, you know, people a lot of people don't even care. There are a lot of people that don't even care about you know um, the the standings. They just want to know what shoemaker, what make has done, like what position what position is finishing at, how we qualified, all those kind of things. So it's to me, it's it's a lot of pressure if you think about it and. Considering the all um, the, the the new system in the team now, you know, having a really good car, then having an experienced teammate, huh, it would be it would be a very a very tough season for Mick. And I would just I think all he just has to do is just be himself and try not to try not to live up to the name. If people expect too much, that's their problem. I'm not my dad. Just he's very talented. I watched Mick when he was in F2. He's like. His race craft is really, really good, and he has he has one of the best stats in in F two last season. He was actually the best, you know, starting from back of the grid and you know from the very first lap, overtaking like five, six, seven cars and all. So he's very, very talented, no doubt. But then I don't think the old Shoemaker name he should let it get into him and want to make him like you know outperform himself because basically that was just what happened there today, you know. Everyone knows how that club is like. That club has been an issue, and you know, it's just trying to like get the best of the club. And I think he overdid it. And then I'm just very happy. I'm just glad that it was like, like it's okay. I've, immediately after the crash, immediately I knew. Um, I noticed that he didn't he didn't walk out of the crash himself. Like they asked to bring him out of the car. I already knew there is no chance he'll be driving tomorrow because even if it. It comes out, you know, with the slightest of injury, it would be like, it would, it would affect his driving tomorrow. So I think it's just the smartest thing not to allow him drive tomorrow and let him recover, you know, properly and all. So yeah, so that's my take on Michumeka. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. So guys, um, before we round up, we just have um one more topic you know which is um uh, okay yeah um which is um do you guys um so with everything that has happened in um in um Jeddah I know um obviously the qualifying has taken place and um all of that um do you guys think um Formula One should have still um gone ahead with, with the Grand Prix with everything that has happened and um and um how do you guys obviously obviously in terms of um safety everything looks okay now but how do you guys um do you guys think from now should have handled the issue at hand a bit better or or they should have them um, just carried on with the Grand Prix the way it is at the moment. So um yeah. So uh let's uh, okay, I'll come on. All right, so um, I've actually been waiting for this topic because I knew it gets here. So, like, for me, um, um, I think... I'll come on, I'll come on one second. Can I, uh, 
can I bring you back up again, please? So I'll bring right, you back up right. again. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shamila, can you please um go ahead and while I try to bring that command back up. All right. Thanks. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that was quite shocking to see earlier. Um. Um. I, I think ideally, those students have um continue to go on, but um I'm I, I'm not really sure of the details of what went on in the meeting they had with um the Saudi officials and stuff. But um I, I spoke I was speaking with someone earlier today and I was saying that I mean it's kind of uh places some sort of cloud over the race. I hope nothing will happen but um I'm not sure if I would be really surprised if something did. I hope not but yeah it's it's a very funny one. I'll I'll think something like this would be pretty black and white. I mean, if something like that should have happened, I would have expected that the race would have been cancelled. But for some reason, for reasons that are beyond me, I'm not sure why it it um, still went on. Yeah, um, I think that would be something to watch out for tomorrow. Thank you very much. Um, can we have um, Jibala, please? Okay. Um, I believe we should have cancelled it or just have postponed it, if anything, because it's putting the drivers at risk. It's putting everyone in their phone community at risk. If I saw the picture of this, and it's actually so close to the track. So to have something like that there, and then to assure the drivers in quotes that it can't happen because it's like I think they said it's a regular occurrence or something. So I still think it was very unsafe of them to continue and to even have fans come in to watch the quality as well i think it, it was a very wrong decision because if anything had happened apart from like putting the drivers at stake and like the f1 teams he also put the innocent lives the um the civilians they came to watch at risk too so honestly the right decision would have been to postpone the race but i mean money speaks and it's saudi money as well so i don't know it to me it's just it's a wrong decision and it's the race tomorrow is going to be very interesting let's see how it goes but i still feel like they are still kind of at risk in, in saudi but i know i hope they have proper security anyway since they said they would continue with it yeah thank you uh Jibola. um okay uh okay so, um, guys, thank you very much for joining us um, this evening. Um, just quickly, I would just like to give a quick shout out. I don't even know if he's here or they are here, but we have um, Mayawa and um, Cassandra. You know, so um, those are so those are just a few names. I know there are other few names who like people who have um donated or contributed but i'll try and get that up tomorrow so um yeah those are just the names i can remember now so um yeah thank you guys uh for donating because it goes a long way you know to help us and continue doing what we're doing you know and um yeah we wish we hope you guys join us tomorrow after um the race you know so um we'll be here again to um discuss and um give our ideas and um, opinions and um, feedback. So thank you very much, guys, for um, joining us this evening. We wish you all the best. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye.